Coming up on today's edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked on Eagles, myself, Louis DiBiase, and Gino Camilleri, as it is Mock Draft Monday, but it's Senior Bowl week. We're going to do a Senior Bowl-only Mock Draft. That's coming up right here on Locked on Eagles. You are Locked on Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We thank you for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. I'm Louis DiBiase, joined as always by my co-host, Gino Camilleri. It's a Monday edition of the show, guys. Episode number one of five every day downloaded into your phone wherever you get the podcast. We're in video form as well on YouTube, and we're on Twitter at LockdownBirds, at GC24 underscore football, and at DiBiase-L-O-E. It's Mock Draft Monday, episode two of the 2022 offseason. And as I said in the intro, this is a special edition of Mock Draft Monday because it's Senior Bowl week. This is really, I mean, they say that's their motto is the draft starts in Mobile, Alabama. This is the first big week. And, you know, of course, you've had the CGS All-Star game. Gino is at. You've had the East-West Shrine game. The Senior Bowl, though, a lot of the really big-name prospects that are going to be in the first two rounds, names that, you know, even casual football fans are familiar with, this is where they're really showcased for the first time. And, Gino, this is the first big step. And so what we're going to do in this mock draft is we're going to take only players that are participating in the Senior Bowl this week. And uh, there's a good crop. I'm going down to the uh, the game this weekend, and I'm headed down to the practices on Wednesday. And I can't wait. I mean, draft season is my favorite time of year for the pod, and uh, this really kicks things off. And in a way, this is really the end of the bowl season to an extent, because this is the last time we will see these guys wearing their logos on their helmet. The senior bowl is the end of this all-star window. They put out the measurements today, and I was just thinking back. It's like three weeks since we were putting out the CGS mem- uh, measurements. This season goes quick, and there are a lot of guys this this year, especially with the COVID window, there are a lot more seniors that took that extra year of eligibility. The pool is huge, but if you're looking for really the best of the best outside of those underclassmen that declared, the draft starts in Mobile. When Jim Nagy talks, you listen. He has his staff in a very good setting. There's a reason that a lot of these guys that go to Mobile end up getting drafted. It has a very good rapport with the NFL. And 900-plus people were credentialed for this bowl, Lou. That's insane. I'm excited for you guys to get down there. Lou will have you covered all week. It's an exciting week here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. we got Senior Bowl-only mock draft today. Tomorrow's episode 800 of Lou and I as a duo. Pay attention because we have some big news and potentially a giveaway to our listeners. So make sure you stay here on the Locked On Eagles podcast wherever you get it and on Twitter as well. Yeah, it's going to be a fun week of shows. Tomorrow's number 800. We're going to continue our Senior Bowl preview tomorrow with players to watch on both sides of the ball that should interest the Eagles, and they're going to be down there for sure. Wednesday's locked on QB1, so we're going to go into the quarterbacks that are going to be in Mobile. Pretty much all of the good you know, interesting prospects that could go in the first round outside of Matt Corral are going to be there. So it's going to be draft heavy this week, guys. But I don't think our listener is going to have too much of a problem with that. And that does start today on Mock Draft Monday. We're going to do a couple rounds here in the first segment. And, you know, because, I mean, 
you know, the first two rounds, normally me and you would wrap things up pretty quick in the first two segments because they barely had draft picks. But this year they have three first round picks. They have a second round pick. They have a third. They have five picks in the first three rounds. Uh, and so you got to go, you went 15, I picked 16, and then uh, you went 19 last week and I had the second round pick. So we're going to flip the script this week. I'll pick 15th overall. You got picked 16. I got 19. You got the second round, so on and so forth. Uh, last time we did a four-round mock. This week we will do seven. So buckle up because, uh, Gino, the Eagles got a lot of picks. Yes, sir. And, I mean, there's a lot of good players in this senior bowl class. I thought it was more difficult. I was doing some run-throughs on my own, Lou. Sure. To find guys in the top. Like, obviously, I mean, yeah. there are going to be a ton of underclassmen that are taken in those top 15 picks. But there are only maybe one or two guys I'm really looking at in that 15-16 yeah. I was area. struggling here with the pick 15 to make Unless a decision. Unless we're taking I'm a quarterback. Like, Unless we're taking a quarterback. Yeah, I'm going I'm to hold off on the QB <laughs> mock drafts coming, but that'll just take us – It'll take us into a deep conversation that I want to hold yes, off sir. until Wednesday for. And then probably next week we'll really experiment with that. Um, and especially after conference championship weekend, I think Eagles fans, this quarterback discussion is really heating up a whole lot more because it's confirming a lot of what we see about, you know, what it takes to win. Uh, but again, that's a kind of, don't get me into that because it's going to take me another hour here on the show. But I have the first pick for the birds here at 15th overall. And you're right. There isn't like a slam dunk player outside of quarterback at the senior bowl that you're like, okay, obviously he'd be the pick here. I think there are some interesting candidates though. The one we did pick last week, it's Devin Lloyd, the linebacker from Utah will be down in Mobile, Alabama, Roger McCreary from Auburn. It's weird. Actually, our last mock draft, we took senior bowl guys. Roger mm. McCreary from Auburn was one of our picks. Uh, he's here on the board. Um, you also have Jahan Dotson, who I really like from Penn State. A guy that I was loving watching his film today was um, not Jaquan Brisker, who I like a lot from Penn State, but um, Jermaine Johnson, the edge rusher from Florida State. Might be a little rich here at 15. I don't want to double dip and make the same pick in back-to-back -back weeks, Gino, but I think this is the most realistic for the guys of the Senior Bowl, and it is Devin Lloyd. You know, again, the Eagles have not taken a linebacker in the first round since we've been alive, but this has got to be the year to do it. You know, now that they have the flexibility, they have the draft picks. And we were talking on Saturday about free agents the Eagles should maybe keep that are in-house and maybe guys they should let go. And we talked a lot about Jannard Avery and how, you know, he for once finally fit in the Eagles defensive scheme is that, you know, Sam linebacker that really just rushed the quarterback and he looked explosive. But at times, you know, you could see when he got caught out in space, he was a liability. He wasn't somebody that could do it all. You watch Devin Lloyd, even just look at the highlights. You can see how often he was used blitzing and on the edge, getting to the quarterback that way with power and length. But at the same time, he's somebody that can cover and do it all, which Gennard Avery can't. And I feel like that's a position you really want to upgrade. And although we made the pick last week, I think this is really the smart pick and the Eagles should be watching closely uh, Devin Lloyd this week. You know, it, they, it could be N'Kobe Dean they prefer at this position. It could be Christian Harris from Alabama, but I think Devin Lloyd makes the most sense for the guys in Mobile. I would say at the top, especially, he makes the most sense. And then yeah. we had that discussion with taking McCreary the last time. Yeah. And it came out today, his measurements, he was a little Yeah, you had an interesting arm. discussion about this on Twitter today with McCreary. In the past with the Eagles, they're not a team that really worries about that short-arm mentality. Asante yeah. Samuel, Ben Fennell, who does a lot of work with Fran Duffy at PhiladelphiaEagles.com, put out today, Asante Samuel also had 29-inch arms. If you could cover... 
That's really what they're more focused on in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. especially opposite of Darius Slay. But when you go to the linebacker position, I think Devin Lloyd is clearing away the best guy, and you're yeah. not really making an excuse for any part of his game because he really is good at multiple different facets. He could play against the run. He could get out wide against the pass. He could really do everything. With McCreary, is he kind of settled into one role? I'm thinking in the first two picks, you got to find guys that are going to be versatile, guys yeah. that you could play in multiple different roles. Especially Kevin, when you have Levante Maddox already in the slot mm-hmm. and he's built very similarly. Do You, yep. you have to be convinced McCreary is going to play on the outside to take him. Without a doubt, and and that's why I'm kind of going to step back away from that when I take this yeah. pick. There was one guy whose measurables came out today, and I was absolutely blown away. And it might be a little bit too rich for now, but in my opinion, I think this guy is going to go up boards because of his length, because of his 11.5-inch hands, which is out of control. Darian Kennard, the offensive guard out of Kentucky, I think his versatility with his size is something that the Philadelphia Eagles would absolutely look at. Yeah, you have him as the 44th-ranked prospect here, according to the Draft Network. I'm somebody that if I'm looking at what the Philadelphia Eagles like, they like guys inside that can sustain bull rushes, they like guys that can move in space, and they like guys that can have length and I think Darian Kennard really fits all three of those and I think he's just going to continue to go up when I say go up boards I'm talking about media boards when I say this I just want to outline this teams have their boards they know these guys might fluctuate a a couple spots based on the interviews and so on and so forth but media boards are what's going to matter and teams know what Darian Kennard can do and I think he is a guy that we have two more, another pick here in the first round, Lou. I think we could get away with taking a guy and maybe even a luxury position, but a position that this whole organization really takes with, uh, I would say, in stride. And they really like to take guys there. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, with Jason Kelsey potentially retiring, you know, you do have Isaac Sayamalu, Landon Dickerson, and you've got guard depth with Herbig potentially coming back in Driscoll. But, you know, there's a reason a lot of people have Tyler Linderbaum being selected by the Eagles in the first round. This team always takes offensive linemen. They mm-hmm. want to be deep. And if they can find a better player, they don't want to settle at these positions. They want to find, you know, they don't want to have band-aids. They, they're they okay with band-aids at times at linebacker and at safety. You know, we talked about that on Saturday, but not up front, not on both sides of the line. And that brings me to this next pick here at 19th overall. Gino, it's time for this team to really invest in an edge rusher, which you know, after Derek Barnett, they've been kind of, I don't want to say it's been status quo up front because, you know, they did take Josh Sweat and he broke out, but, and they traded for Michael Bennett and then, you know, they brought back Vinnie Curry, but they haven't really invested like a big resource. They've kind of been set there for a while, but this year after a disappointing season, when they only, they had under 30 sacks on the year, it's time to get another edge rusher and Daniel Jeremiah of NFL network that used to work for the Eagles front office. He said that seven of his top 50 prospects in this year's draft are edge rushers. And so there are some good, this is a good, prospect pool. I thought it was seven of his top 25. Sorry, top 25. Yeah. And last year's edge class, Gino, was not great. This year, it's really good. And a player that's going to be in Mobile that I'm really excited to watch is Jermaine Johnson from Florida State, an edge rusher that actually had to transfer from Georgia, which just goes to show how stacked that defense was. And you're seeing how, obviously, how good it was with the likes of Trayvon Walker up on that defensive line. You know, Jermaine Johnson, I was watching a lot today, just and, you know, it's I, I could think the Eagles would do this again. They take a player with a lot of physical upside from Florida State, much like Josh Sweat. He's a long, explosive player. He's got good bend. He can win with speed moves, power moves. 
He's got a relentless motor too. And I hate if you say motor first, but you do want a guy to have a relentless motor. And he's just a violent player. And he was such a fun watch. And I feel like the Eagles, if they wait for edge rusher, maybe to this third pick, between him and Trayvon Walker, I think one of those two high upside edge rushers, after how good of a move it was for Josh Sweat, after how great that move panned out, I think that they are going to dabble again in the FCU uh, edge rusher pool. And he has a great story as well. He was on Last Chance U a couple of years ago as well. Goes to Georgia. You saw during Last Chance U, he made his commitment. Ends up going to Florida State because you're right, Lou. Just so much talent on that yeah. defensive line. And you love the Florida State guys. I remember last year. I can't remember who it was. Uh, Joshua Kando. Yes, Kando. You fell in love with. And the reason why, and going back to Josh Sweat, these guys might play out a position in Florida State where they really have a lot of things to work on in terms of coaching, yeah. but they have traits, man. These guys – Jermaine Johnson, you talk about his motor. The guy is built like a freak. I mean, he has the length. He has the size. He has the bend. He has the ability to get in the inside as well through that B-gap. I really think he fits what the Philadelphia Eagles need, and he could go down there and be the best edge rusher outside of uh, Jai Sanders from Cincinnati as well, yeah. who is another guy that would be an interesting guy to look into in that first round yeah, area like if you too. were to move back a little bit. Yeah, he's got some speed, and I think we did actually double dip last week uh, with edge rushers. We took um, – it was Trayvon Walker, and then it was uh, Drake mm-hmm. Jackson from USC, yes, not sir. Drake London. I'm going to get yes, that sir. right this year. So, uh, But Jermaine Johnson's the pick. So here are our first three picks in Mock Draft Monday, Senior Bowl edition. Devin Lloyd, the linebacker from Utah. Darian Kennard, the interior offensive lineman from Kentucky. And Jermaine Johnson, the edge rusher from Florida State. Before we get into rounds – Two through four coming up next. Gino, tell us about Built Bar. Oh, of course. You knew I was going to tell you about Built Bar. It's a new year, which means New Year's resolutions, of course. We're almost moving into February. And if you haven't acted now, make sure you do. And you could do it today by going to built.com and just getting a box of built bars. It's easy. Take a box of built bars, take that box of candy, throw the candy in the garbage, and just eat the built bars because they're not only healthy, they're nutritious as well, and they're covered in 100% chocolate. 130 calories per bar, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and you're getting almost 20 grams of protein per bar. They have delicious flavors. We're always getting new flavors in the mail a little bit before the consumers do. So we know what's on the horizon, but make sure you stay tuned to all of their delicious limited time flavors as well as the OGs, the cherry barcia, you got the mint brownie, you got the salted caramel, my two favorites, mint and salted caramel, put them on top of any delicious treat or just eat them as is for a quick bite on the go. Go use that promo code built at built.com, excuse me, use locked 15, excuse me, and you will get 15% off your order at built.com. Built bars, they're always delicious. We're always going to be talking about them here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. You know what I'm having after this show, Lou? I'm going to get me a mint brownie one. That's time to fuel up. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back into this Monday edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's Locked On Eagles. We thank you for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. I'm Louis DiBiase. He's Gino Camilleri. Today is Mock Draft Monday, and it's Senior Bowl week. So the theme of this Mock Draft is taking players that are going to be down in Mobile, Alabama, participating in the All-Star Game on Saturday and a lot of practices this week. Uh, To recap what we did in the first round with three picks We took Devin Lloyd, the linebacker of Utah, back-to-back weeks. Makes a whole lot of sense 
And I do think he's the best player um, value-wise in the first round that's going to be down in Alabama. Uh, Darian Kennard, the interior offensive lineman from Kentucky after that. And then Jermaine Johnson, the edge from Florida State. Do you know this would be a very Eagles-like draft? Even though it's out of their character to take a linebacker here, they love to invest in the trenches. And uh, this wouldn't surprise me at all, really. No, and I think as well, if we're just sticking with senior bowl guys, the really yeah. fruit of this draft as well is yeah. day two. I yes. really think there's just, it's going to be a big load of guys in that like 30 to 47 ish range. And yeah. I know we're not trading picks here, but I firmly believe if the Eagles don't get a pick in 2023, one of these mm-hmm. three picks will be closer to the second round, if not in the second round, so they can continue to get more picks in day yeah, two. I, I really agree. think they might trade some of those day three assets to get up into that day two territory yeah. to get their guys that they really want to focus I on. I agree. All right, man, you're up here with the 51st overall pick in the second round, sticking with the senior bowl. Uh, you know, theme. You have Malik Willis, Trey McBride, the tight end from Colorado State. You know, if you wanted to go that route. Uh, it's an interesting board here, and this is kind of the area where some of these players, I think value-wise, make more sense. Yeah, I say the value in this area is exactly what I'm talking about. And I, I know you kind of giggled a little bit after the Trey McBride talk, talk talking point, but I'm going to go with Trey McBride. This team has a need at tight end. And Trey McBride, he's not taken in the first round. He's going to be like Dallas Goddard, that teams are really honing in for or on him in that early day, too, where the Eagles selected Dallas Goddard. They have a need there. They weren't scared to take Dallas Goddard when they had Zach Ertz. So this is kind of just a go back in time, and let's do the same thing all over again, this time with Trey McBride. He can block. He might be a little undersized at 231, but he is competitive as hell. He'll go over the middle, get deep balls. He, I mean, he averaged almost 16 yards of reception. The guy really does it all. And for a team where we talk about dominating the middle of the field, it wouldn't be too bad to have another guy in that area for your quarterback to go and hit. Yeah, I agree. And uh, Gino, it's it's kind of interesting because, you know, right now after trading away Zach Ertz, you made the right call. You get Dallas Goddard, that contract extension. He was incredible this year, um, made more big plays than pretty much any tight end. You know, when it comes to down the field, run after the catchability, he was right up there in elite territory. But Zach Ertz was coming off a year where he had the game-winning Super Bowl touchdown. And the Eagles drafted Dallas Goddard in the second round. And it was kind of a luxury pick. But, you know, when you have all these draft picks, you can afford to be more flexible. Zach Ertz was coming out of his fifth season when they drafted Goddard. Goddard's coming out of his fourth. So it's not like you're trying to replace Goddard. You just gave him a contract. But, you know, this team does want to be, you know, multiple on offense. And right now, is Jack Stoll a guy that you can consistently rely on in the passing game and 12 personnel? Probably not. So it makes sense here with Trey McBride. And this is a great tight end class. It's not just him, but you look at as well. Um, uh, Likely, you have Rucker, you have Jake Ferguson. This is a a good tight end class. I like too. uh, We both like the kid from Nevada, Cole Turner. You know, you always noticed him every time Carson Strong was on. So I, I do feel like tight end could make sense. I was thinking either a guy like Trey McBride or somebody who Carson Strong also threw to in Romeo Dobbs, the wide receiver, but not only does getting Trey McBride kill the tight end uh, bird with one stone, but you kill two birds with one stone, seeing that you could flex him out wide and talk about a big body guy opposite of Devontae Smith. You could kind of flex him in and out and let Dallas Goddard just continue to be that 
in-line guy that just takes advantage of whatever linebacker he goes up against. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Gino, I'm going to go here with a safety in the third round, and it's a player that I, I think is a little low right now at pick 135, but I do think he's going to move up draft boards, and it's Kirby Joseph from Illinois. Oh, you were one away from Tyson Anderson, who's my guy who also be down there as well. Yeah, I, I think these two are kind of being slept on right now at the safety spots, and I do think a good week in Mobile, you always see the boards in like January and February. There's some players that are really low. I remember a few years ago, and this might have actually been justified, but um, it was uh, Denzel Mims from Baylor was like mm. the draft network's one, it, he was like 150, and we were getting him in the fifth round. And although he's definitely busted out in a bad way uh, with the Jets, he was a second round pick. So these rankings, you know, they definitely do fluctuate. And like you said, teams have their boards. And I think Kirby Joseph is going to move up boards um, when it's all said and done here after this week in Alabama. I really liked his playmaking ability. He does have really good ball skills. And that's something this team could really use. In, uh, at, at this position, and he moved sideline to sideline really well. I think he's going to impress people this week. Yeah, Illinois, Illinois, people are going to kill me for that. <laughs> Illinois had Nate Hobbs, who came out last year. He was at CGS, and he played for the Raiders most of the season as a starter because their safeties are asked to do a lot of things. So everything you said about Kirby Joseph is yeah. bang on. And I expect him to test well as well, Lou. And you're right there, guys. I, I look back to your boy, Darnell Mo Mooney, or even yeah. uh, Jalen Darden. I mean, people didn't really know who those two guys were till late in the process. And then they come along. Teams knew who they were. Obviously, they're sitting there. They get yeah. picked in the fifth round. But I think a guy like Kirby Joseph, Tyson Anderson, when they go down to Mobile and they're really asked to play one-on-one, -on -one, if they show off that ability to match in those one-on-one -on -one different relationships in those drills, I think it'll only help their their viewership, I would say, obviously, mm -hmm. because they're going to be on TV and people are going to find out who they really are. I almost took James Cook, the Florida State running back, Dalvin Cook's brother, which would be very on brand for me. And I love <laughs> his explosiveness. He is such a good receiver, too. Didn't have a lot of mileage at Georgia with that national champion team. You never know. Like we mentioned, Miles Sanders' unknown future. Boston Scott's a free agent, Jordan Howard. I was really close, but this team needs to. And the Kavan Wallace move didn't work on day two. So maybe try again with Kirby Joseph. And I just think, you know, they got to get better at safety. And maybe in this hypothetical, they, you know, sign a free agent, but you got to get another guy. Even if you sign someone in free agency with McLeod up for a new deal, Anthony Harris, Marcus Epps, who knows still what you have in him. So I think you, you got to invest a pick at safety in the first three rounds. And let's check out cornerback as well. Cause that's where I'm yeah. thinking Lou, because this is really where they like to target those secondary type of guys. I mean, you go back to the Rasul Douglas class, it's right in that 100, 100 pick area, I would say. And a guy at 121, Lou, who, or pick number 120, but is the number 121 yeah. prospect, Kobe Bryant, man. You talk about a guy who Sauce Gardner is getting all the attention. Kobe Bryant played excellent on the other side of him. And because Sauce was so good, Kobe Bryant got a lot of the attention. I'm going with Kobe Bryant. I think he fits into what Philadelphia likes to do. Cincinnati has those guys out on an island where they have to tackle. You're talking about a guy, he doesn't have as much length as a guy like Darius Slay does, but his assignments and what he was asked to do at Cincinnati transfer very well to Philadelphia, in my opinion. And he's another guy I think is way too low on this board. But if he's there, 
And I think a lot of those cornerbacks might fall into that like 60 to 100 range. Yeah. Kobe Bryant's a guy that you go for. He had loads of production at Cincinnati. They make it to the playoff. You can see his tape in a tough assignment against an SEC opponent. I like what you're going to get out of the guy from Cincinnati there. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a good pick, and they got to take a corner. You know, they got to keep investing, you know, young assets at that spot. You signed a lot of young players at the position this year, but, you know, they're all unknowns. And who knows with Zach McPherson, maybe get another guy. They've had success in the fourth round with corners before in Avante Maddox. As you mentioned, Razul Douglas in the third round. That was a slam dunk pick to me. He's just doing it somewhere else, even though he, me and you were pounding the table for hey, the player paid off. In. He paid off. Yeah, I mean, we were we were right in a way, but just yeah, it's kind of you know bittersweet. But they try again here with Kobe Bryant, the cornerback opposite Sauce Gardner at Cincinnati. Guys, we'll wrap up with rounds five through seven right here on Mock Draft Monday. Coming up next, today's episode of Locked On Eagles is sponsored by GetUpside. It's an incredible app that everybody who buys gas needs to know about. Our listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Once again, download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. All right, everybody, welcome back into Mock Draft Monday right here on your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked on Eagles. I'm Louis DiBiase. He's Gino Camilleri. And uh, since it is Senior Bowl week, Gino and I decided to do a Senior Bowl-themed mock draft. Here is what we have done so far. And uh, not bad. I mean, considering, again, I kind of tied our hands a little bit with only taking players from Mobile. I mean, you come away with some really good players. Devin Lloyd is kind of the dream pick for Eagles fans that don't want a quarterback and uh, Darian Kennard, a good versatile interior offensive lineman. I love the upside of Jermaine Johnson on the edge. You get Trey McBride with Dallas Goddard. I mean, that is a, a dangerous one, two punch with 12 personnel and who knows? I mean, if you can't, if you kind of swing and miss at receiver and free agency, Gino, you need just, you want a, a veteran receiver proven, right? with Jalen Rager not being a reliable player, and who knows what you're going to get in Quez Watkins next year. But overall, you just need reliable pass catchers, and I feel like Trey McBride could supplement that if you can't find a good receiver. And then we double down with some upside here in the secondary with Kirby Joseph, the safety of Illinois, and Kobe Bryant, the cornerback from Cincinnati. I think we've hit a home run so far, in my opinion. I was thinking the same thing after those last two selections. You really get guys that, one, are versatile. I think that's what they're going to look at, and that's what you see a lot of. And you'll see it, Lou, down in Mobile. In these practices, they want to see how versatile you are. If you're an outside corner, they're going to put you inside. If you're a safety, they're going to make you play, man. They're going to do things like that. And they're going to put them in an uncomfortable position but greatness only comes from uncomfortable positions. So you're going to see guys really separate the cream of the crop here down in Mobile. And I think we've gotten some guys that are going to show out down there. So I'm thinking receiver when it comes to this next pick at 152 in round five. And Reggie Roberson from SMU. I'm really excited to watch these 
SMU uh, players at receiver that are going to be in senior, uh, the senior bowl. It's him and Danny Gray. Uh, they can just flat out fly, Gino, you know, as most receivers tend to. Um, but it is interesting, you know, when you have Quez Watkins already, would you rather go for a guy like Khalil Shakir, who's bigger, more of a possession receiver, does compete really well? He's a good blocker, too. I hate to, you know, use that, but in round five, you're looking for, you know, niche roles. And I think one of those two could fit in as good depth. And again, who knows the future of Jalen Rager here and JJ Arthago Whiteside? Greg Ward is a restricted free agent. Um, so between the two, I think Shakir makes more sense based on style, but I'm just going to take the better receiver. I don't, I don't want to fall back into the trap of, you know, fitting a, a square peg into a round hole. And I just want to take the better player. And I think Reggie Roberson Jr. can absolutely fly. Uh, he's a playmaker. And, you know, you watch the Chiefs. Again, we want a go up and get it type of bigger receiver to complement Devontae Smith and Quez Watkins. But you look at the Chiefs, I know they blew it on Sunday, but I mean, having Miko Hardman and Tyree Kill was never a problem. And that was kind of our motto last year um, when we were just all about getting speed. And that's why they went with, you know, they kept a Sean Jackson. They took Rager, Quez Watkins, John Hightower. They traded for Marquise Goodwin. They went a little too all in there, but I'm going to take Roberson here and uh, add some explosiveness on day three. I think you're sleeping a little bit on my guy, Khalil Shakur, but I, I, I did like right. his, he, he was impressive, but I, I just, I really like the two SMU players. I think that's fair. I think them, the Memphis guys, Calvin Austin third is going to yeah, really fly, fly down too. there. Yeah. And another guy that we mentioned as well, Lou Christian Watson, his measurables come out today, six foot four. I, know. I mean, he's got over 10 inch hands. It's exactly what you would want from that position. But I'm looking at a player that is literally sitting right in front of our eyeballs. It's kind of just happened here twice for us now. Player that would keep in the state of Philadelphia, Jesse Lucetta. My, I have a good source that used to be down at Penn State who speaks outrageously highly of Jesse Lucetta's character, his ability on special teams as well. He had over 800 special team snaps, if I'm not mistaken. He's a guy that, like that Sean Bradley pick a couple years ago, Lou, after they took Davion Taylor, mm. let's double up with a guy that has traits, that has special team upside. People in Pennsylvania love Jesse Lucetta, obviously from Penn State. I'm preaching to the choir here with a lot of our Penn State fans, but he is a guy that would come in and I think fit a niche role. They need better special teams players. They need guys that have athleticism. They need more bodies in the linebacking core, Lou. They have guys, but I think we've really seen like the ceiling on a lot of them. I, I think we know what the ceiling is on Singleton. I think we know what the ceiling is on Edwards and a lot of those guys. Still waiting to see what Davian Taylor can bring, but bring more bodies in if you really don't know what's going on. Much like that cornerback group and what they did during the season, bringing in guys like Gowan and Mac McCain, you could do that in this draft with guys like Jesse Lucetta, who will have a role right away to play special teams. So I think it's a slam dunk pick yeah. here. At pick 164 in round five, I'm going to go with some more running back depth and take Damian Pierce from Florida. I think, again, with the unknown of Boston Scott's going to be a free agent, Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders, are you signing him to a contract extension? The only guy you have really locked up is Kenny Gainwell. So I think you need to add some pieces. I like the runners that are going to be down in Alabama. Uh, Pierce is an interesting player, and I think – you know, day three in the NFL for the last decade, you've been getting some, I mean, the Eagles know more than anybody, even in undrafted free agency with Corey Clement. You can get some productive running backs. I, I think, Gino, the safest pick in day three of an NFL draft is probably running back. I think you can get the most out of that position, to, at least to a certain floor. 
outside of Donnell Pumphrey, but yeah, I think oh, you're pretty God. spot yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> no, I just had to ring your the bell. The one guy was that. the Eagles, of course, that did the, not pan out. The one guy as well. No, they definitely need somebody to bring into that to that unit, and I think that's exactly where they're going to look. I think day three is where a lot of these guys are going to fall. Fran Duffy talked about it today when he was talking to Jim Nagy on his podcast on PhiladelphiaEagles.com that a lot of these running backs – don't really have the two-phase element, the run and the pass. They're kind of either-or type of guys. Right. I think Damian Pierce would kind of fit that role as well. He's going to be a guy that could come in, tote the rock for you very well, and I think he's going to be another piece of that that committee back there that really does well for Philadelphia. And if they don't do it in the third round, they're going to do it in undrafted free agency. And with so many picks that we have right now, I think it's kind of a, a must-get type of position. Yeah, dude, look at all the draft picks. I mean, I <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of players the Eagles are going to be able to. And again, this they're is not. This yeah, is exactly and they're not going to use all of them. But like you said, they're going to try to collect in 2023 and have some ammo in case they want to trade up for something, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, right now, though, what we have to work with is a lot of ammunition. And uh, we continue with that ammo at pick 193 here, Gino, in round six. I want to go to edge again, Lou. I know Luketa kind of is that edge flex guy, but I think he's more of like your Sam type of player. I think there's a lot of interesting guys that most of them have been taken. Do you want to check out the interior, the yeah, defensive absolutely. line as well? Because that's another position I think that they might. Okay, here's my pick. Thomas Booker. Oh, no, he's a game. Darn it. I got to get all these games back in my head. I'm sorry. I mean, we are late in this draft, so we can cheat no, a little no, we're bit gonna if you want to go all-stars. We're not going to cheat, Lou. We are <laughs> sticking to exactly what we did. Let's go back to safety. I want to take a look at safety again because I think there might be a couple guys that are around. Oh, just for the name, can we please go smoke Monday? <laughs> no, we cannot break. <laughs> we cannot break. I know this is tough. I mean, a lot of these guys have been picked. Like We're at the bottom yeah. of our board here for this. Let's go cornerback one more time. I know we're just yeah. kind of like going around the horn here, but I want to see if we can do it. I want to see if we can do the whole thing here. So, uh, I think you could scroll up a little bit, Kyle. Yeah, and I mean, not all. We might have to start these, cheating go, with the last few picks. Okay, are the quarterback any of the quarterbacks there still? Let's take a look. Mm, I don't even think quarterback, nope. man. I think no, it's all of them were. Coin. I, I think so. Yeah. Go to wide receiver one more time. I, we've gone to every position. And this <laughs> we're looking. Danny Gray, we could just take both SMU you know kids. What, Let's double up. One of them's got a hit, right? This Let's is new John up. Hightower, Quez Watkins. You just double down on the same Bingo. style of player. And, uh, I love it. Yeah, now and for that, you and to make pick two hundred five, this is this will be a lot easier when we're not subject to just taking senior bowl people. Yeah, I definitely put us in in, in a corner here for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, right, man. Because uh, right. even even here, Dontario Drummond, there's a lot of hey, receivers. There's still. some punters. Go to the punters. We could always get one of those as well. Yeah, I mean, if you want to go straight returner, Bo Melton from uh, Rutgers. There you go. go. That's another one as well, Lou. The Are we not return. even allowed to take punters? I don't think they have a... They don't have the specialists in there. No, they don't. they don't. Uh, of course. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Go with the returner. I like the returner aspect. Of I, I think we'll go to wrap things up. We'll take Bo Melton from Rutgers and just take three receivers here. At the I end. like that as well. Get I mean, speed, just, get athleticism. I mean, they kind of did that in 2020. They drafted mm. Quez. They drafted Hightower. And then they traded for a pick for Marquise Goodwin. So, um, Gino, overall, I mean, when you look at our draft, I mean, that's how many picks? 
one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven draft picks uh, for the <laughs> senior lot, bowl. Man. And uh, <laughs> I mean, at the bottom again, it, it got tough. But when you look at you know overall what you can do uh, early on in day one, two, and three, I mean, there is some good talent that's going to be there this week and uh, various at various positions that can help the Eagles. And this is a I don't think our th- when it comes to our mock drafts, the themes throughout the offseason are, are going to be much like this. I mean, it was interesting to have an interior offensive lineman and a, a tight end when we took them. So this was definitely a, a mix-up. Yeah, I don't think there'll be guys that really are of, I would say, consideration at that point, unless you move back into that early second round for a guy like Darian Kennard or Jermaine Johnson, for example. But where they sit, I think – Devin Lloyd is a guy that you would want to take a look at as well. I think the Kirby Joseph, Kobe Bryant back-to-back is another one of those realistic type selections. But this just broadens, I would say, at the end of the day, what our fans know. It's all about increasing the knowledge, and we're going to get a whole bunch of information on these senior bowl guys. And the guy that brings them in, Jim Nagy, has such a good affiliation with the NFL that if guys are going to move up and down boards, it's going to be from the senior bowl crop because this is an environment that these guys come in and they're playing against the best of the best. So if you do show out and you're a guy, let's say, like our man Mr. Gray at the end for SMU, and he just has a heck of a week down in Mobile, yeah, yeah, you might see him pop up the draft boards a little bit with teams that might not have him where he should be currently. But just remember... It's all about finding more information on these guys. And I think we did a good job with this class, Lou. A good class with good athleticism, good versatility. I agree. I agree. We'll continue to preview the Senior Bowl tomorrow. We'll look at players on offense and defense the Eagles should keep a close eye on. A lot of them are going to be from this mock draft, and we'll dive deeper in, but there's other players for sure. And then Wednesday, it's all about the quarterbacks, and we'll continue to preview the Senior Bowl throughout the week. And we'll also take a look at the Super Bowl as well and some lessons the Eagles can learn from the Final Four and uh, from the big game in a few weeks. So, again, make sure you subscribe to Lockdown Eagles wherever you get the show. It's five days a week available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube in video form as well. Mock Draft Monday, a lot more fun when you can follow along with me and Gino, take a look at the dashboard, a look at the rankings, and see where our thoughts are going and perhaps where you would go with that pick instead. And make sure you hit us up afterwards at Lockdown Birds on Twitter, at DBLCLOE, and at GC24 underscore football. Thanks for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. For Gino, I'm Louis DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. And let's go, Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.